0: Welcome to Don't Box Me In, the show that features conversations with people from all walks of life, talking about their extraordinary experiences and inspirational messages. Now, here's your host, Lana Reed. Well, hello,
1: hello, hello. Like they said, I'm Lana Reed, and welcome back to another week's edition of Don't Box Me In. Now, this is the second time I get to sit down with my guest today. Uh, The last time I met him was during one of my male perspective conversations, and he says I put him in the hot seat. So today is my opportunity to kind of make it up to him and let him talk about all things art and nothing but art. Uh, Today I'm sitting down with Eric McRae of McRae Studios and uh, reading exactly from his website. It says, the stars of the art world are usually seen as bad boys with tattoos, piercings, and all the cliché of popular romance. McRae is no cliché. He is an original. He is neither the starving artist nor the profiteering commercial artist. I I am an extraordinary gentleman with an adventurous heart, but I'm no bohemian. He is a man that has struggled throughout his career to achieve the high level of technical proficiency, pictorial intelligence, and a sense of artistic legacy. I'm happy to have this chance to put myself back into the uh, interviewing good grace of him today and delighted to have this opportunity to chat with him again. Eric, welcome to Don't Box Me In.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me again.
1: <laughs> now How this are you time. Doing? I am well. How are you doing today, dear?
0: I'm doing quite well. You sound great.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. So, like I said in the intro, this time I'm I'm going to be a little easier on you. Last time I had you sweating, the last time we talked.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of a hot seat, but I can
1: handle it again. And uh, let me uh, say the last time we talked, I knew you had an anniversary with your wife uh, coming up. Did you, uh, what was that? No, it was father it
0: was Father's Day. Was Father's, Father's Day, Father's Day, oh, Father's Day. okay, yes, yes. okay. Everything was fantastic.
1: Okay, awesome, awesome. So, we're going to talk... Uh, mostly art today. I I have to let my audience, uh, my radio audience, meet you a little bit, so we do have to talk a little bit about Eric before, you know, Art World, but it won't be as bad as last time, I promise you, okay?
0: Okay. I'm sure everything will be lovely.
1: (laughs) So you grew up in uh, Washington, D.C., and Mm -hmm. um, I want to know, what was your first exposure to art uh, coming up?
0: Um, Well, growing up in Washington, D.C., I was exposed to a lot of art and the uh, – nation's capital, but uh, in the public school systems, there was a lot of art education, but in my immediate family, I had a lot of creative people, and I had a cousin and aunt and others who painted and had a cousin who was really talented and always aspired to be a great artist, and I always thought he was amazing. So that was was, uh, one of the influences in my immediate uh, family, and then also, you know, there's lots of pop culture. You see cartoons and comics and all kind of things, and then later exposed to uh, high art, fine art, and it just uh, stirred, did stir my soul, and, uh, and that's something I knew I was meant to do. So I, I, I just went on this path of being an artist.
1: Okay, so Eric, at a uh, young age, you know, did you say like, you know, this art thing, there's something to it, or, or as a kid, was there something else? Did you want to be like a vet or a teacher, an astronaut, or something? Did you have uh, another career goal as a young person, or was it always art?
0: Well, um, I think when I first became aware of my skills. And the appreciation of, of, of art. Um, I was probably in the first grade and uh, okay. and it just kind of something happened. Uh, I, I was asked by a teacher to, uh, uh the teacher asked the class, uh, would somebody be willing to work on the bulletin board? And I oh. quickly raised my hand. I was thinking in the first grade. And um, I helped put something together with Rumpelstiltskin. It was a construction <laughs> paper. And I, I don't remember specifically what it looked like, but I know I remember the reaction by the teacher who rushed out of the classroom and gathered other teachers from other classrooms to come and see what I had created. and I had this kind of Isaac Newton epiphany and this apple hit me in the head and uh, <laughs> figured it uh, uh, figuratively and uh, then um, it, I knew that the enjoyment I had as a creating had a impact on others. So that just kind of was another spark that told me this, is, this might be where I need to go and what I need to do. And uh, always and when I got older, Always thought if art didn't work out, I'd do something else. But art's always been just wonderful for me.
1: Okay, so you um, you know you come home from school first grade and you're like you know mom dad you know look uh, I got all this recognition from this art. So the parents and I know you say you came from a background of uh, a family with art. So were they supportive of of promoting that talent, or you know did anybody try to say you know okay that's great honey, but why don't you try to do this?
0: Well, in the case of like my immediate family, my mother and my brother were like probably my biggest fan. Okay. My older brother, and he was like fifteen years older than me. So. Okay. Uh, and my mother um, was just always amazed by my talent because uh, she, a family full of uh, people who are really talented—uncles little contractors and plumbers and mechanics, and so people accustomed to working with their hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mother one day told me to do this pen and ink drawing, and she said. I said, mom, look at this. And it was, it was pretty decent. And she said, oh, that's nice. Who did that? And I said, I did. She said, you did. <laughs> I said, yeah, me. And she was just shocked. And she said, you know, I always saw things like that. And I knew people who created stuff like that. She said, but I never knew one personally that could okay. create like that. So it, it, she was just delighted. So she always encouraged me. As I got older, um, um, it was times where she had her doubts. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I obtained a scholarship to college because my work was so good. And uh, that helped pay my way through school, and she was a huge supporter. And and then when I finished school, I started a career as as an artist, a graphic artist. Okay.
1: So, So I'm wondering, you know in junior high elementary and junior high the the kid that that's good at art like is he is he the cool kid you know he gets in with all the young girls and you know whatever i mean was
0: <laughs> were you the were you the popular kid um i was the second tier po- popular kid <laughs> second- i wasn't i wasn't like the uh the uh quarterback for the football team anymore uh, you know the, the the girls like drop dead gorgeous. Popular. <laughs> I was like the guy who got to hang out with the first tier uh, <laughs> popular <laughs> kids periodically. So okay. um, you know <laughs> because I was known as the you know the, the super talented art kid you know, but okay. I wasn't a weirdo. I was okay. a, you know pretty pretty normal kind of guy. So um and I was you know I get you those know, certain positions you know when I'm the editor of the yearbook or the photographer. Yeah. So. Everybody wants the picture taken, so they want to hang out with the photographer. Okay. <laughs> you know, because, you know, I mean, <laughs> uh,
1: you, you get this, this picture in your mind of the artist being the moody, temperamental, kind of weird, strange person, you know, uh, like you, you have on your um, your bio, My and you think, most times you think art, artists are, you know, the tattooed piercings kind of thing, but
0: yeah. you kind of
1: blend it right in there.
0: Well, I mean, I, I wasn't raised to be that kind of person. So okay. I have to credit that to my family and, and my upbringing and the traditional values that my family, uh, my mother promoted, and uh, helped define who I who I am. And uh, I didn't necessarily think that needed to be the case to, okay. to be a, a creative person. A lot of times, uh, unfortunately, people uh, want to be known by the image more than the substance. Gotcha. And uh, and so uh, a whole lot of image and uh, and uh, no quality work don't get you very far. So my whole attitude was I had to be the best I could be at my craft, and as well be a, a hard worker with a, a lot of persistence, and it paid off. So okay. I mean I could I could be outside of the box definitely, but at the <laughs> same time I <laughs> I don't necessarily fit in anybody's easy mold of what I'm supposed to be, but. At the same time, I, um, I'm i not trying to be an oddball just for the sake of uh, being gotcha. weird. That gotcha. Doesn't, gotcha. doesn't benefit me. That's not who I am.
1: Okay. So, I mean, that's an interesting thing. So I guess what you're saying or kind of alluding to is uh, being unique person- personality-wise or, or moody or whatever sells more artwork in in the industry?
0: Uh, uh, you're talking about the whole kind of theatrics of the art world? Yes. So more art, um, uh, I guess it depends on where you are and what, what reality you're in, I guess. Okay. Um, uh, you know, you have your different types of art world. There's the commercial art world, the elitist New York art world. There's, I you know, there's mainstream art. Um, gotcha. You know, there's, there's artists that make a whole living just doing paintings of cowboys in the Southwest. You know, you <laughs> okay. walk around with cowboy hats on all the time. So, I mean, it, it's all uh, who you are and where you are and what kind of art you make. Me, okay. I, 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 tend to, um if anyone goes to my website, ericmcrae.com, and you say picture me, you're pretty much, say, well, that guy looks like my neighbor. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just in
1: line with him at the grocery store. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, That's I mean, Eric yeah, McRae. Exactly. What
0: are you talking <laughs> about? I mean, I, I've been on, on TV shows and, and magazines and, and newspaper and, um, I've had, uh, uh interactions with billionaires and politicians and, all kinds of influential people, and, and I've been in, in a lot of the limelight, but um, when I tell people I'm an artist, they go, you're an artist? You don't look like an artist. I say, well, you know, I am, and then all of a sudden, looking at the news or TV or whatever, reading a magazine, and there's my face, and they go, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's him, it's him, it's him, and uh, I've been in, gro- I was in the grocery store one day with my kids, and um, they were, you know, they were kind of acting up a little bit and being kids, and I, say, I said to the fellow who was uh, stocking shelves, I said, Boy, you know, kids are something else. I said, You're that guy. You're that guy. <laughs> I said, What well, do you mean, that guy? <laughs> awesome. he said, I saw awesome. you on TV. I saw you on TV. When I saw you on TV, I told my friend, That's the guy that always comes in our grocery store. And he's been waiting around all this time for an opportunity to say something. And finally, I happened that- to say something to him first, and he just burst at the scene. With excitement. Awesome. I, never, I love I never it. thought anybody was aware. You know, I just got to buy my groceries and take care of my kids.
1: Awesome. I love it. I love it. Eric, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Hang in there with me. We'll be right back right after oh. this.
0: Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Like they said, I am Lana Reed, and once again, I am uh, hanging out today with Eric McRae of McRae Studios out in Raleigh, Raleigh. North Carolina, or
0: Dor- Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh,
1: North, Raleigh, Carolina. North Carolina. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we were talking before the break. Like You, see, you were uh, originally from Washington, D.C., and yes. you uh, had mentioned that you had got a scholarship to…
0: Uh, Maryland Institute College of Art in Baltimore.
1: Okay. So, Eric, there's a lot of novices out there. There's a lot of laymen when it comes to this art world and the art industry. Mm-hmm. So, there might be some people out there saying, like, you know, you got to go to college four years for art. Like, really, it's just some paint. It's just some paint. Like, really. So, mm-hmm. tell us what, what, what all is involved, um, you know, for the prospective student with getting a master's in fine art and, and pursuing a degree, uh, or a career in the art industry?
0: Well, I mean, art is so broad, and um, I know uh, I've mentored many artists, and I know a lot of artists uh, with a wide range of uh, people who uh, are illustrators, designers, who draw comic books, do graphic design, they make fine art, they do uh, just a wide range of things, uh, and all around you are uh, uh, visual images and, and three-dimensional objects that are designed by people and and to learn the skills and the and the concepts of design and color uh that's actually something you just don't do purely intuitively okay. um when someone has a certain skill set or a certain aptitude uh, you don't take a you take for example someone like a Michael Jordan okay obviously the man was you know a, a physical genius uh, uh just extraordinary person but then did he not need a good coach like Dean oh, Smith no. or uh, uh, Bill Jackson to develop him into the giant he became. And sure. so, so, so in the same way, um, I know broadcasters and they're, they're trained in their craft and not just anybody can open their mouth and not embarrass themselves on TV <laughs> or radio. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, you learn your craft and, uh, and so you learn the skill sets and, and part of it also is the discipline that it takes to be successful. Um, And so many people believe it's just making. Well, I was the muse hit me, and mm. just one day I felt this creativity. Well, I mean, I, anyone who's accomplished doesn't create purely off uh, discipline. I mean, it's excuse me, of right. a, off of inspiration. I have friends that are soldiers, and they don't they don't run five miles a day off of inspiration. They mm, run it off of discipline, discipline. Sure. So to, to be accomplished, I think it requires the education, exposure, and history. Uh, being uh, mentored, and all these things make a great, a, a, a great, skilled, and talented artist. Okay.
1: Awesome. Okay, so there we go for those people. Because like I said, you know, there's, there's, it takes all people to, to make this world go round. We realize mm-hmm. that. So everybody has their little niche and corner in this world. And unfortunately, you know, uh, a lot of us don't understand what the other person's doing to fulfill their destiny. And we are – the art world is uh, – does provide a source of... of uh a lot of poking A lot of jabbing You know You always hear the. Uh, oh, yeah. them, you see the movies You see the the art gallery And you know There's this guy That's the next phenomenon The next you know Rage And you know mm. Everybody's standing around With their wine glasses And their cheese They're going mm. And then the other person Walks by and says It's just a whole Blotch of purple Like really yeah, It's a yeah. blotch <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know I mean do you, do, you, yeah. I, do you ever See stuff yourself As an artist And say like Really you guys Are going fanatical Over that Like That's not art. I mean, do you ever see stuff that's built as, sold as art, and and you're saying to yourself, uh, no, I don't think so.
0: Well, I mean, that's like comparing someone like Elephant (laughs) Gerald to um, some new popular range who probably can't sing very well, and half of it is digitized, and they got a really good producer, and then a hot commodity, and then. Five years later, they go, "Oh man, I used to. D- that was a great song she had or he had, and they're gone now." So, okay. um, I mean, it, you know, the art world is just as fickle as anything. You know, the hot, the hot musician, the hot athlete, and so a certain amount it is uh, art and entertainment. So okay. people like to be uh, uh, titillated, uh, engaged, uh, okay. and that that's it. But my whole thing has been it's been a lifelong endeavor, a lifelong a uh, uh, vocation. Uh, since I was very young, so I've, I've had an attitude of uh, of longevity. And mm-hmm. I've, I've uh, had times when I was a hot, hot commodity, and other times things cooled off, and then there's resurgences. So it's it just uh, for anyone who has a, a mindset of achievement, you know, you have your highs and lows, but mm-hmm. really the, the one who endures to the end is a true winner.
1: Awesome, awesome. You know, and I'm assuming it, within the art world, just like with everything else, uh, throughout the years you have to do things to kind of reinvent yourself or tweak or add new elements to what you
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, for myself, I'm always evolving and growing, and I see things and I'm exposed to different things. And, and I see art, and I go, okay, that's, that's the hot trend. It'll fade. And uh, some things, that you know, the emperor has new, new, new clothes, but really he's nude. And, uh, you see artists that are just really, it's a deception. Um, but, um, but there are times when it is a big splotch of purple paint and it is truly legitimate art. It's, it's a lot of times the context and the, uh, and the quality of how it's all done. Um, so, uh, for me, uh, I'm always evolving and learning and taking risks and growing as an artist. I think that's, been, uh, for me, that's how I, how I survive and make it as an artist. I flourish.
1: So, now, I want to, I, I kind of skipped ahead and ran real fast there, but I want to find out uh, when you first got out of college, like what was your first gig? What was your first job right out of college?
0: I used to work for a place called uh, Gelberg, um, and I was there as a, I used to do graphic design for a sign company. So we did all the banners and the, the menu boards and all that stuff before it was digitized, and also I used to do freelance work where I was, um, I was, um, doing um, backdrops for, um, for banners and whatnot. So there's always something going on. Is my audio okay?
1: Yeah, your audio okay. is coming through. It might be on my end, but you're coming. I'm, I'm hearing you good. Are you on a cell phone? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. No, I'm, I'm hearing you fine.
0: Okay, great. So, yeah, so um, for me, I when I first came out of school, I was uh, – I was doing different things, but I had a full-time job that paid quite well.
1: Okay. Okay. So when you
0: graduated
1: with your four-year degree, did you have hopes or expectations like, oh, I'm just going to open up my own art gallery? Or did you know, were you prepared that there's some grind time involved before I get to this this level I'm trying to
0: get to? Um. You know, I was young. I was like 23, so I had a whole lot of ideas and and, 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 hopes and aspirations. And, and fortunately, I've been able, I've been blessed to fulfill a lot of those things. Um, and not all of them, obviously, but, um, you know, there was a lot I didn't know and I just kind of went in head, you know, head first and I knew I definitely needed a full-time job. So it, uh, it all, it all panned out very well. I was very fortunate. And then I, uh, I left Washington DC and moved to North Carolina and started afresh there. So, uh, it's been, it's been a, it's been a pretty amazing experience.
1: Okay. And you know, because of our previous conversation, you know, I knew it was a, a certain young lady that kind of motivated <laughs> you to <laughs> move, yeah. move, move, move yes. down there to, uh, North Carolina and, and we thank her for that, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. My squeeze was down here in North Carolina. So I, <laughs>
1: you, I came yes. down here.
0: Oh okay. my squeeze. <laughs> Your squeeze <laughs> was
1: down there. We th- we thank her for that. It's, uh, and it's been <laughs> once again. It's been how many years you guys have been together again?
0: Uh, we've married uh, 28 years, I think, almost 29.
1: Almost 29. Okay, she's gonna agree with you. She's gonna now pop you on the head and said, "No, it's not. It's 27 or something." So
0: you I got think the like 28, 1987, to now. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah. So awesome. yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty amazing.
1: So. When you moved from D.C. to Raleigh, you were still doing the, the banner, and the graphic, or how soon was it that you were you launched into, you know, um, the work that you do now?
0: Well, uh, initially when I came down here, I was doing um, graphic design and work like that. Okay. And then after a while, I, I became disillusioned with doing uh, graphic art and, and okay. commercial art. I found that after a, a full day of uh, doing that kind of work, you it drew a lot of my energy out of me. I wasn't okay. very creative for myself at that point, okay. so I uh, for a good ten-year period, I left doing uh, any kind of commercial art, and uh, that's you know like I guess I was doing design work, and I left and I I took jobs doing uh, something in mainstream corporate America. Get and out of all, here! Yeah, I did. I uh, I, I just kind of like, and then what I did was focus on. And on after hours, I was doing my fine art. Okay. So I was producing fine art about in the evening. and during the day, I was doing these really mainstream, super. <laughs> he laughs. like a student title work kind of job, okay. And, um, and and because I always had that, my my father owned a taxi cab company, and mm-hmm. my mother was in management at a, for a driving school. So I had a. A lot of uh, exposure to entrepreneurism and business okay. so when I, so when I went into these business oriented careers I was in banking for a while and and then um, uh, banking financial services um, uh, worked in a biomedical lab. I, uh, I used to be in computer hardware software licensing sales and for just ten years I learned a lot about money, mm-hmm. technology and um, science okay for 10 years and at, the t- at that that point all of a sudden it was kind of an epiphany took place again that I had gotten too far off the path gotcha. so then I knew there was time for me to uh, make that change and that's when I went full time again as a, as a fine artist and that was in 99
1: okay 99 so now I- I've heard not to interrupt I've heard you say two terms now and I, I just want to make sure uh, like I said I have a lot of lay people that listen to the show now you said graphic art and most of us we kind of have adjust for that, but what is the definition of fine art?
0: Okay, well graphic art would be, for example, doing a commissioned work that, uh, or a um, a work specifically for commercial um, purposes. For example, uh, design a brochure, design a a banner, a a marquee, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, something that's all in your everyday life. There's no, there's creativity involved, but it's not necessarily uh, what you call a uh, individual personal inspiration. Okay. So let's say I'm working for uh, a radio station and they say, uh, we need you to design the, the new uh, newsletter. Okay. Or uh, you're working for some company and they've got uh, T-shirts that need to be designed. I did all those kind of things. <clears throat> but when I switched to fine art, all of a sudden it became painting and drawing and collage and, and now finding Commercial as well as fine art applications for all of those things. And I built an art studio starting in 99 up to now. So for the last 17 years, I worked as a full time fine artist.
1: Okay, awesome. Eric, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Hang in there with me. We'll Mm -hmm. be right back right after
0: this. Let's return to Don't Box Me In with your host, Lana Reed.
2: Eric McRae of McRae Studios out in Raleigh. North Carolina. Now, um, we were talking about art and what got you there and everything, Eric. Now, I want to know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: what do people define your genre of art, or do you have a definition, or do you fit in a box?
0: Well, primarily I'm a painter and collagist, so I use uh, mixed media and create art, and then also I do paintings on canvas. And um, that's primarily what my, I guess, what, I pre- perceived, uh, what mediums I use. And I paint different subjects from landscapes, abstracts, uh, jazz themes, and I work on different kinds of uh, subject matter. And um, once again, you know, not boxing myself into anything specific where I was limited. I then just allow myself to create freely.
2: Okay, awesome. Now, I read on your website in uh, 1998, I believe, you were juried into Raleigh's uh, prestigious art space. Now, yes. once again, this is this is an area that I'm totally ignorant of. I have no idea. So, explain to me what is juried in, how does the process work, how do you how do you get going in that path?
0: Well, our uh, space is a, a, a nonprofit profit uh, art studio in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's roughly about 30 different artists have studios there, and at that time, you had to go through a jury process of basically like where they would judge the quality of work. You had had a certain kind of a quality to meet a certain kind of criteria to be uh, accepted. So when I applied, 20 artists applied, and out of that, only two were accepted for membership out of the 20, and I was the only one that was able to get a studio. So when I obtained that studio, I left my uh, full-time job in computer hardware software licensing. This was in the late 90s when the IT uh, business was really hot. and There was a lot of money to be made in computers, And I left that and went full-time as a fine artist, and obviously people thought I had lost my mind.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're leaving a stable job with a 401k and health benefits? (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah, it was nice. (laughs) But I I knew I was outside of my calling, and I knew I was called to be a great artist, and that uh, I had learned a lot, and what I learned about technology and business has benefited me tremendously when I went full-time as an entrepreneur. You know, like I said, I had a family background of entrepreneurism. So, um, I didn't believe in stability wasn't attractive, but the freedom was extremely attractive. So I had the mm-hmm. audacity to go after my own dream, my American dream, so to speak, of being who I wanted to be, not who how other people would define me or or how I was supposed to be defined.
2: I love that he says I have the audacity too, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So I mean, it, because so often people expect you when you get a certain amount of stability to embrace stability, and stability doesn't always guarantee a, a huge achievement. You yes. you 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 obtain these golden handcuffs that uh, keep you bound, but at the same time you uh, you never fulfill your, your true life's potential. And I always had the attitude that when I went full time, it was a uh, Worst-case scenario, I go back and get a job. And that's been 17 years. I haven't had to do it yet. Uh, but, you know, it was kind of like a, a, a bungee jump, and it was this tremendous drop. And I went down real fast, and then I came back up, you know, equally fast. And, uh, and quickly, I, I far surpassed income and achievement uh, that I had in the computer industry because I was in my right lane doing what I was meant to do and my God-given talent, and what I made
2: a commitment to. Okay, awesome. And, you know, not to get spot but, you know, all the research, everybody saying that, you know, doing something for yourself is really going to be the way to go moving forward. um world mm-hmm. I'll just set up now anyway, so, you know, Eric Eric has set the trailblaze for, you know, uh, Eric and others have set the path for us, so we all need to kind of take heed to it. You know, that clocking in and working, you know, for somebody for 30 years for the gold pin is not always the the, the best life fulfilling
0: uh, thing. Yeah, I mean, I've been very, I've, been, I've had some tough times. Like anybody who, who works for themselves, I'm sure there's some plumber out there who uh, who can tell you his his uh, story. And I can probably tell you something that would would kind of uh, um, be kind of a uh, scary. I mean, I've had mm-hmm. some times where I was very very worried, uh, things weren't panning out exactly, but that was part of taking risks. And I can tell you about times where I had to pinch on myself because I was like, "Am I dreaming? Can life be this good? Can I can I achieve this much and have so much and be so young?" Um, I mean, the accolades, the praise, the the, uh, the personal achievement and self fulfillment—it was mind-boggling. And still today, I, I do so much, and I'm just like, "Is this for real? Am I really doing this?" Awesome. It's all true. It's real. Awesome. I love it.
2: Now one of the things you do, and we're talking about everything that you do, um, and uh, I've poked around your website here a lot, is, uh, this commission, you do commission paintings, and I mm-hmm. um, this to uh, an educational opportunity for the audience out there, because like I said, you know, some people, we just walk into a building, we see something on a wall, okay, that's a piece of art. So what is a commission, what is a commission piece of art?
0: Uh, the Sistine Chapel is a commission piece of work. Okay. Somebody the, the the Pope went to Michelangelo and said we want this painted in this chapel. Uh when that chapel was designed by the architect was a commissioned work. Um, when um any work um, of that nature, a fine art piece or whatnot, is uh specifically designed for a client is a commissioned work. So I've uh I've done uh paintings for all kinds of companies and Uh, individuals, and they say, well, you know, you paint landscapes. Can you do a landscape of this particular place? You paint jazz. Can you paint this type of musician in this uh, particular color or certain fashion? And as long as it's in line with the the kind of work that I do and I'm comfortable with, I have no problem with it. So um, that provides basically um, a balance of uh, art and commerce.
2: Okay. Now, you know, like you were saying, you, you've been really blessed and, and, you know, you you shot up as well as really fast. But we will find your artwork in uh, various places around town. Where are some places that we could go and find uh, a piece of Eric McRae?
0: Well, first and foremost is my website, EricMcRae.com. That's spelled M-C-R-A-Y, EricMcRae.com, my website. And You can see a lot of my work on there and work can be purchased directly from my website. I used to be with uh, many, many galleries. Um, I was with over ten different galleries, and as uh, the power of the internet <laughs> has made it <laughs> such that I, I don't deal with as many uh, uh, distributors, and I kind of manage and, and distribute a lot of my own work. Uh, so I would say the best person to talk to is Eric McRae to get Eric McRae's work. Okay. Uh, now. Uh I have some pieces in my
2: home, so you know I'm blessed. My my uncle on my dad's side, you know, he was really into art and taught me about it at a young age. Uh, mm-hmm. So I know not an expert, I know a little bit. But for as a, a person of uh, the craft, you know, I mm-hmm. the craft art. What suggestions would you give the newbie or the novice who's trying to get into the art world and trying to buy some pieces and stuff like that?
0: Um, for the collector or for the artist himself. The collector. For the collector, I would say uh, collect what you like. Um, I mean, something if you res- if you respond to something and it's it within your budget, I would say um, you know uh, look at seriously uh, owning that work. Um, art enriches the life. I mean, it's like listening to quality music or living in a, a comfortable environment. It, it's very enriching. And then also when um, you you see art. And not all art is, like, you know, backbreakingly breakingly expensive only for the, the super wealthy. Um, uh, a lot of art can be collected by upcoming and emerging artists, even established artists. You may have to buy something a little bit smaller and work your way up, but uh, making a budget for art part of your regular life, is, uh I think, is a good investment. Okay. And uh, one more question about art,
2: and then we're going to move on to uh, some other stuff that you have going on. Now, like I mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, I have some pieces at my home, and I have what you call lithographs, and then I have some posters, and then I have some original pieces. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a clear distinction between lithographs and poster. So what is that for the novice?
0: Okay, well, um, when you look at it initially, it's fine art. That's something handmade by an individual. And then okay. you have what you call artist pull prints, where the person actually uh, uses uh, hand, uh, I guess, manual printing processes to create art, and those okay. are usually uh, of a limited edition, and then you get things like lithographs, uh, which are mechanically, or, or G claims that are m- mechanically reproduced, and that's okay. when you can find lo- larger numbers of those that reproduce. They're not as valuable or unique as an original work, but depending on the artist, they, they hold a value, and so, and then posters, obviously, just really mass-produced, and and uh, they sometimes they have far less value, but it depends on the artist and the, the time period.
2: It'll, okay. it'll have a certain value. Okay. And um, awesome. So when we go to Eric McRae, that's M C R A Y. Uh, dot com. We mm-hmm. and we go and we get a piece of art from um, your website. We have the opportunity to get
0: uh, originals and what else to do it. On that website, you can buy uh, Eric McRae merchandise, uh, posters and prints and, and uh, things that are uh, uh, multiple. And then there's unique original works, one-of-a-kind, uh, hand-painted, hand-drawn, hand-collaged originals by me. And those are on my website as well. Awesome. And I have, a, I have a shopping cart, so you literally can go on there, pick what you want, pay through PayPal, credit card, all that, so... Awesome.
2: Well, okay. We're going to take our last commercial break. Again, we come back. I want to talk more about uh, this uh, thing I read on your Facebook, Brother Panda, and some of the classic. Oh, God.
0: You're talking about Brother Panda. I love
2: it. I'm staying with you. We'll be right back right after this.
0: Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed. (laughs)
2: And and today I am hanging out with Eric McRae of McRae Studios. I'm laughing because I got ahead of myself. (laughs) Oh, but I'm going to catch up. Now, Eric, uh, we're were going full steam ahead there, and we weren't on the air, so we're going to have be back up here. Uh, But I was asking you about uh, Brother Panda, and I saw that on your Facebook page. So if you could Uh let us know. uh what it's all about and, and
0: uh, where we can uh, find out more about that or what direction it's going right now. Well, Brother Panda is a, uh, a co-creation of myself and another my uh, my college roommate who and I have kept working to uh, remain friends over the like last 30 years, uh, Mike Wilson. And he and I started a company together called Giant Star Entertainment. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll be launching uh, online uh, website soon, and we'll have an on, a online and print publishing company. And um, Giant Star creates uh, uh, intellectual properties that we would use for gaming, uh, comics, graphic novels, animation, uh, merchandise. And so we created characters like Captain Mojo and Brother Panda. And these characters then are uh, I hired uh, and 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 uh, hired some freelance artists to work for me who are doing animations, uh, film, um, illustrations, all kind of things for the Giant Star Entertainment brand. Okay.
2: So will we be seeing this shortly, or is it uh, where is it at in the
0: process? Well, right now you can go on Facebook and see some of the, uh, the preliminaries and uh, what we're building up to. Uh, we've already released uh, one issue of Captain, Captain Mojo, which is a pirate tale, and then there's all the characters are anthropomorphic, meaning they're like humans, but they're really, you know, animals. Like, I'm trying to think of some good example. Uh, Mickey Mouse is anthropomorphic, but in our, um, in our stories, they, they're a little bit more mature. They're not like, uh, catered to a little, little kid. You person could read it, but, uh, it's definitely, uh, um, PG-13 <laughs> to our related, uh, content. So, Okay. Uh, <laughs> so it's not like uh, for your four-year-old, um, oh, some, uh, a, a teenager, or an adult would read. Kind of like you see Pixar movies, the kids yeah, like okay. it and the adult likes it. So, um, so this, anim- this, this basically is, this a uh, print company, publishing company uh, we established. Uh, and it's you know, going live soon and we'll be launching and releasing a bunch of products and whatnot to the world. So, is it safe to say Eric is like
2: a, a big kid who never
0: grew up? Who was that again? I said,
2: is it safe to say Eric is just a big kid who never grew
0: up? He's got these. Uh, I, I think kids. that's my whole life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: because a lot of the stuff I do, other people tell me, like, are you for real? Are you serious? Um, is that what you really plan on doing? And I'm like, yeah. You know, what is it? <laughs> Bay, was it Babe Ruth that he pointed to a certain spot and he said, I'm hit the ball right over there? Yeah, get the ball right of it, and that's me. I tell people <laughs> what I'm gonna do, and then I show them, and then their mouths hang open in astonishment after they tell me what I can't do and what's impossible, <laughs> and nobody's ever done that before, and and I I've checked a lot of things off my list that people told me I couldn't do, and I've done it I, very well when I did it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, now, yeah. So what? I just don't box me in. Um, <laughs> I heard somebody say most limitations are self-imposed. So That's right. I decided I wanted to do something, and there's nobody telling me I can't do it. Thus, I'm going to do it. There you go. I love it.
2: Truly, truly, the model here at buy Boxman. Now, one of the other things that you do uh, there at McRae Studios is you, you offer art classes, uh, mm-hmm. group and one-on-one sessions. So, um, I, well, me, Eric, you know, my mm-hmm. best, my my best work is a six-figure. I'm really good at the six-figure. <laughs>
0: That goes over real good in New York. You just have to paint really big ones. <laughs> you know, <laughs> dude, they're right, they're... <laughs> I, I could teach I can teach almost anybody to make art. Of course, you know you have to have a certain amount of natural talent.
2: Mm-hmm. But I've,
0: I, I've taught, I've worked with uh, uh, young people to senior citizens, beginners to professional artists. I worked with typical population. I worked with uh, a children and adults with special needs, autism, ADHD, uh, Down syndrome, all kinds of developmental uh, challenges. And um, I've found, I kind of see myself as an evangelist in the sense of that, demystifying art and carrying it to the masses. I mean, there's so many misconceptions about what an artist is, what is art, um, how you make art. So a part of my life as well is, is making art, but then educating people. Uh, a lot of Americans uh, know about music and they know about sports, but, you know, when I speak to Europeans, they know about art.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So yes. I, I personally made a a, a goal, an objective, to educate as many as I can about art, and and many have embraced art and made it part of their lives because of my my uh, my endeavors.
2: It all sounds wonderful, Eric, but I can guarantee you, if I sit in your class, you're probably going to tap me on the show to say, Lana... You know, maybe maybe we should uh pursue accounting. Uh this is just this is just not this is not for you. <laughs> so besides uh Brother Panda and the art classes, uh, what else is on the pipeline? What what should we expect to see from uh Eric McRae who can't be told no?
0: Um uh, well I yeah, I can be told no, it's just question who's telling me no. <laughs> and uh, so, and then whether I want to listen to them or not. Um,
2: um,
0: but, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm creating my art. I am um, b- continuing to build my art career. I, I'm involved in, in art education and something I wanted to do. As when I got a little bit older, I didn't want to be the, uh, um, the young art teacher. I wanted to be a more seasoned art teacher. them actually has something under their belt. i um, building Giant Star Entertainment. And um, I'm in a position where now I can um, hire other artists and uh, help them make their dreams come true. So I'm, op- I'm a, a conduit for other people to be creative and to produce. And I, I started representing uh, other artists as well in the, in the fine art field. And I've been working with uh, uh, a, uh, a folk painter by the name of Carolyn Blue. So I represent okay. her, and, and uh, uh, she's a Native American folk painter. And, uh, so I represent her as a, as a, basically her art dealer. And then, uh, I get her exhibitions and sell her work as well. So I think part of, uh, being able to fulfill my dream has empowered me to help other people. Awesome. And and I, and I enjoy that. I like to see, uh, I like to hand other people checks, especially when (laughs) they earned it, especially when they earned it. And, um, and they've worked hard and they deserve it. And then to see someone's eyes light up and realize that they can, they can be fulfilled and have what they want out of life. And uh, Miss Blue has uh, 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 really started pursuing her art career in, in uh, the later part of her life, but she enjoys it just as much. And then I have awesome. the young people that I'm mentoring and and helping them uh, build their careers. And they're young people in their late teens and early twenties. Awesome, awesome! I love so, that giving back. Now, before
2: before we get out of here, uh, you know, you had said something earlier on in the uh, interview about you know commitment and dedication. You know, mm-hmm. do you paint every day?
0: No, I don't. I don't have time to paint every day. <laughs> but I, uh, but I'm
2: but I'm always create?
0: working my business. I'm always working my business every day. Okay. So if I'm not on uh I'm not online, I'm I'm having conference calls. I'm doing interviews. I'm teaching. I'm, uh, leading others. I'm, uh, I'm so, in, in some fashion, I'm always creating or in the creative process or involved in, in my business. And, okay. uh, and then I block out time so I can truly work on, uh, un, un, untethered. I, I just kind of go at it full steam ahead. Okay. Uh, I have to juggle many, I'm juggling many balls in the air right now.
2: Awesome, a man with many hats.
0: Yes, yes, a whole lot of hats. <laughs> I'm ready for a vacation, so uh, <laughs> I'm ready. Much I'm deserved. I'm ready to really chill out a little bit.
2: <laughs> much deserved. Okay, Eric, we are at the end of our hour. Of, uh, hopefully this one was much more pleasant and you weren't in a hot seat this time, right?
0: You know what? I, I thoroughly enjoyed that previous interview. I, I looked at it a couple of times, and I, I, was ama- I, I, I amazed mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> because I was like, boy, you, you did pretty good answering those questions. I was, <laughs> I was a little worried. We asked a few of them. I thought I was going to thoroughly uh, drop the ball, but uh, I was. Um, you, you, you were very gracious, and you, you held my hand through the process. So thank you very much. Uh, you're quite
2: welcome. Hopefully, the wife enjoyed it, and she, she didn't, you know, put you in the doghouse for a couple of days. Oh,
0: that. No, she, she, oh, she was a blushing beauty after that. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> After that interview, my kids thought I was a superhero or something. So, uh, awesome. so thank you very much. I appreciate you uh, having me uh, on your program.
2: Awesome, we got you some rounded folks. As always, Eric, it is a pleasure. Uh, that is all for this week's show. Um, my guest this week has been Eric McRae of McRae Studios. Please visit his website, Eric McRay. That is m and to find out more of what he's doing. Pick up a piece. Um, and like said, that's all for this week's show. I'll be back next week at the same time. Until then, remember, when it comes to your dreams, the words can't and won't should never slow you down. There's always space mm-hmm. to change and to grow. Don't be boxed in. Live your very best life. I am your host, Lana Reed, and I will see you all next week.